Good morning, and we welcome to the program once again, Mayor Mike Bettis, the city of Batesville, as he uh, joins us for his monthly visit with us. Good morning to you, Mr. Mayor. Good morning. Thanks for having me on again. As always, and of course, uh, this week uh, on Monday night, Batesville uh, Board of Works and City Council met, and uh, of course, uh, Monday night, uh, here the Board of Works, a uh, very brief agenda with uh, three new business items, uh, two road closure requests, and also a, a bid award. Correct. And so... Like we do uh, just about every month, we have requests from different groups, organizations, individuals that would like to use a city street or a parking lot for their event. And so uh, this month was no different. Uh, and, and so the Batesville High School has asked to have their annual homecoming parade uh, here just in a couple of weeks. I think it's on Friday, September 23rd, where they... Um, use a the same route that they've used for many years where they start off on Columbus Avenue, uh, come across Mulberry, then go east on Catherine Street, then turn it on Main Street right in front of the Memorial Building, and then they go down to, I believe it is Main Street, and take Main Street back down to, to Mulberry, and then across Mulberry where they disperse. And so this is uh, kind of an annual event for them. And so that one was, is relatively simple for us. And so that, that was one of, one of the two. The other one came from Emily Uden, the executive director of the Kids Discovery Factory. And so they are teaming up this year with Batesville Main Street and are having the fastest kid in town contest um, race with um, the – Main Street Group on Saturday, September 17th, and that'll be from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. And so they moved it this year. So for the last number of years, we've actually had it on Pearl Street down in the in the parking lots, basically between uh, Fifth Third Bank on one end and the liquor store at the other end. And so that section of Pearl Street has been where they've had this race in the past. And so uh, the Kids Discovery Factory is, is one of the sponsors this year and so they were they've moved the the race over to uh, ha- actually having a race on south street so that will happen then on september 17th and so they asked if we could close off both a, a block of south street and basically a block of sycamore street which is around their building mm-hmm. the two streets that are around their building just behind the memorial building so they could use that for the fastest kids in town so so uh, th- those are relatively simple requests, and so those both got approved by the Board of Works, and, and that was pretty quick and easy for us this, this month. And that's uh, in that event, the uh, Fastest Kid in Town, that's uh, connected with the Mainopoly event that Main Street does. That is correct, and so they'll be holding that event then also at that, that, on that same date. And uh, you also had a uh, bid award on uh, Monday night, and uh, this had a uh, pass by a two-to-one margin. Correct. And so we uh, last month we uh, received bids for our 2022 Community Crossing Matching Grant uh, program. And so we have a, um, some projects that we wanted to do that were part of the, of the Community Crossing program. And so... Uh, it was out for bids. We received the bids last month. We we got four bids in. Uh, the low bidder was a group by the name of Paul Rowe, which people should be fam- mm-hmm. familiar with. They've done a lot of projects here in Batesville. 
whose price was in, in around 855000 Dave O'Mara's group was in around 897 Olco was at 938 And then the fourth bidder was All-Star Paving, which is at $1,036,000. And so um, the state sets out a rather um, – uh, they have a set of rules that you have to follow when, when you bid a project over $150,000. And so it has to be an open bid. You have to provide bidding documents. You have to advertise in advance. You have to accept the bids, read them aloud, uh, and then you um, have to then award the bid to the low, responsive, and responsible bidder. And so when we get the, got the bids in, uh, we read them at the Board of Works meeting, turned that information back over then the bid documents to our, to our attorney and to the engineers involved in the project and then they review them and then they come back with a re recommendation which they did and so they came back and recommended that we award the contract to Paul Rowe company since they they are determined to be the the low responsive and responsible bidder for the project and then uh, so that was uh, taken care of and then there's also uh, toward the end of the uh, board of works meeting I, I believe a question brought up about the skate park Yes, and so we also received bids for the skate park a month ago, mm -hmm. and uh, we are not quite ready to award that contract yet. The skate park uh, bids came in slightly above what we were hoping they would be at, and so uh, the Batesville Skate Park Advocacy Group has, was, has been out there raising money, so it came in slightly above where they are at, about the m money that they have raised so far. And so we're working through that process of trying to determine do we go with the full package? Do we have to scale it back slightly, can, or can we raise some more money? Is there some different options available? So we're still working with the advocacy group to figure out how we can move forward. And so once we get that worked out, then we'll see if we can award a contract then. But at this point, we did not feel comfortable going ahead with it just because we don't have the funding worked out the, as well as I'd like it to be. All right, so that takes care of the Board of Works meeting, and we'll shift our attention to the City Council meeting as we continue our monthly conversation with Batesville Mayor Mike Bettis, and that's coming up right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back as we continue our monthly visit with Batesville Mayor Mike Bettis. And uh, Mr. Mayor, uh, uh, the beginning of the council meeting, uh, you uh, conducted a moment of silence for uh, Gene Strewing. That's correct. And so Gene has uh, been a part of our community for many years and uh, has been involved in some really cool projects over the years. Um, I remember one from, from when I was a youngster growing up in Batesville uh, back in the early 70s. Uh, Gene Struing and Luella Vagley teamed up and pulled together a project that was done uh, in conjunction with St. Louis School that uh, was called the Living Christmas Tree. And so they uh, built a wood structure that was built, I, 
I don't, I'm going from memory, so I may get it wrong, <laughs> so maybe I shouldn't say that. Um, it was built by local craftsmen and um, decorated with pine trees or uh, limbs and stuff from pine trees to make it look like a, a Christmas tree. And then students, myself included, then stood on, the, on, the, on this structure and then sang Christmas carols. And so it was really a neat idea, and it was a lot of fun. I think they even made a record. I think there was, at some point there was a record that was that was cut for it, uh, and and so it was really a neat thing. It called and again it was called the Living Christmas Tree, and so it was a lot of fun. And so Gene was uh, one of the two main people for that project many years back. Uh, has been involved in a lot of things around the community ever since. And probably the most recently, she was the driving force behind starting the Batesville Area Historical Society. And so she and two others were the kind of the, the founding people for the Historical Society. And so she spent a lot of time and effort. Uh, for a while there, they had a cardboard cutout of Jean that was standing on the uh, porch of the Historical Society building uh, just around the corner from here. And uh, and so she is known f- for that also. She also published a book or was one of the people who published a book for uh, the, about the history of Batesville. And so she was um, very instrumental in that also. And so I, I've known Jean personally for years uh, and uh, and certainly she's done a lot for our community over the years. And so it was appropriate for us to take a moment of silence to recognize her. Um, and to remember her for what she, all the great things she has done for our community. Yeah, indeed, a, a life well lived. So, yes, you know. and, and as I said um, at the meeting, uh, she will definitely be missed. And so uh, she was certainly uh, an important piece of, of our community. Indeed. And uh, with that, uh, of course, um, on the uh, council agenda, no old business, no new business. So uh, pretty much, uh, it was uh, you were the star of the show Monday yeah. night. Yeah, so I probably had the biggest piece <laughs> of the puzzle on on Monday night. Uh, and so, as I do every month, I I go through a list of uh, the first thing is kind of announcements, just trying to keep up on what's going on, and it gives me an opportunity to thank some different people or different groups, or to recognize some things. And so. Uh, one of the items that I talked about Monday night was thanking some different individuals for their help with the the sale the sale of the of the shell building. Hard for me to say, isn't it? <laughs> I can't get those words out today. It happens to me all the time. So and so, um, and so I took a moment to uh, th- to thank Sarah Lamping, Andy Sainer, Bill Norwald, Kevin McGuire, Kevin Campbell, Paul Gates, and Doug Wilson. Uh, uh, who were all involved in the process of either attracting Ikeo uh, to our community, to, uh, to, to the building, and then also were also involved with uh, working through all the, what I call craziness, all the details of closing on a building of, of that magnitude. And so there was a lot of things that happened in the background. And so that group of individuals were the ones who did the heavy lifting and uh, so I wanted to thank them for, for their efforts because we were successful in selling it. And then I also wanted to acknowledge the folks from Ikeo. Um, uh, they are now a part of our community and look and they're off to a great start. Uh, they're already out there working on the building and adjusting the building to make it fit for what their business will be. 
and I'm looking forward to a great partnership with them for the future with the city of Batesville. And then, and also want to acknowledge that I've already heard a story how they're working with a, a local business and there might be an opportunity for them to do business together. And so I think that uh, speaks well of them and hopefully the, uh, the group, the kind of group that they are, so that they'll be a part of our community and, and hopefully they'll be able to grow here and be a part of us for many years to come. Yeah, indeed. And of course, uh, also, um, I know uh, Clerk Treasurer Paul Gates, uh, the aforementioned Paul Gates, uh, mentioned that uh, getting ready to do the 23 uh, budget and uh, getting ready for that uh, for that fun. <laughs> yeah, I, for me, it's interesting. I mean, here it is July and we are already uh, knee deep in that process of, of, of going through and predicting how we will finish this year. And so when we when we build a budget, it's actually an 18 month budget. It's First, you have to predict how this, this the current year will finish, and then the budget then is for the following year. So we're working on the 2023 budget. So the first thing that Paul does is he has to go through and, and make some projections on where we'll finish it this year at and how much money we expect to have so that we can then decide what is our uh, what do we have then for 23, and then what projects are we going to be looking at, and then we're trying to work through all those details so that we can come up with a budget for the following year. And so uh, we've started that process. I say we. Paul, of course, is doing the heavy lifting. And so Paul is the one who is uh, uh, spending more time with that at this point. We've we've had discussions along the way, but he'll do most of the um, number crunching to figure out where we are to, so we can be in, in a position, hopefully then next month, to start having conversations with council to set up what that budget will be then for 2023. And of course, uh, the uh, Kids Discovery Factory, uh, which we mentioned in the uh, first uh, half, uh, the first segment, uh, they received $1 million through the Ready uh, Grant Program. And uh, as far as, and you'd mentioned it at the uh, council meeting, but for those who uh, were not there, um, how are things looking as far as some other local projects in Batesville? And so we're working, we were fortunate, um, the Kids Discovery Factory project was actually announced publicly uh, at an event in Columbus, Indiana. Mm-hmm. The governor, where the governor was in attendance, I believe the Secretary of of yeah. Commerce or Secretary uh, yeah, yeah. of Commerce was the, the one who actually did the speaking, who announced the different projects. But I think they had a list of seven or eight projects that were part of the Ready program. Uh, three of the projects that were highlighted for. Uh, at this event in Columbus that day were from, our, I say our region, um, our rural Indiana region. And uh, one was Kids Discovery Factory. Another one, I think, was um, uh, a park in Greensburg. Yeah, the Inclusion Park. The inclusion mm-hmm. Park. And then the third project was a indoor sports facility up in Shelbyville. Mm-hmm. And so those were three of the, of the projects that were highlighted uh, that day. And, and so we're, and as you've already mentioned, Kids Discovery Factory was, was one of those projects. Uh, and so we have been gone through the process of presenting it to our group and then to the state, the IEDC uh, and their consultants. And so it's been approved by all those groups. And so then it became, it was announced. And so yes, the Kids Discovery Factory uh, is a winner of a million dollars from the state's ready program and so that they'll be able to add that to their to their fundraising, and so I know that they are still doing some fundraising in the uh, 
in the background and so they still have some more work to do but so that's good news for them that's a, a nice uh, piece a nice percentage of what they need to raise and so we're hopeful that they will be able to raise the rest of it so they can then push forward with their project and 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 truly have a a museum uh, quality facility here in Batesville that will help attract people to our community attract visitors to our community and then also uh, provide an opportunity for kids to learn about uh, different things through a STEAM program. Uh, STEAM, if I get this right, science, uh, technology, engineering, art, and math. And so uh, we're hopeful then that they'll be successful and be able to raise the rest of that money and so that they can get move their project forward and get on with it. And so uh, it, it will be one of those things that will be really neat if, if we can pull it off. Indeed. And, of course, um, also a uh, lot of uh, projects going on, uh, still working on the uh, 2021 uh, Community Crossing uh, Matching Grant Program, and in particular, the Huntersville Road Project. Yes, and so uh, we've been making slow and steady progress out on Huntersville Road, and so the, the biggest part of that project was a stormwater project. And so for years, I can remember mm-hmm. for as long as I can remember, whenever we've had a big rain, rain event in, in the area, in our city, that that underpass fills up with water. And because it, the drainage system just was not adequate. Uh, and so uh, we took on this project to correct that problem. Uh, and so the first part was to put in a, a whole new stormwater system, a much larger pipe than what, I think it's a 20-inch pipe compared to what was in there originally, I think was maybe in four to six inches, and so it just wasn't big enough. And we also believe that there were some very, there was a couple sections that were um, collapsed and were not allowing the water to run through quickly. So they are, we've, that part, the stormwater portion is done, and so now it's back to repaving it. And so the uh, the first section of paving between the underpass and dogwood uh, is short section, maybe 30, 40 yards, maybe 50 yards at most. And that section has been rebuilt, and the first layer of pavement is on it, so that is, is operational. And so the next section and that needs to be done then is the part starting from dogwood going south towards 229. And so during the construction process as they were having to dig this trench to put the stormwater pipes in uh, the road was not as stable in certain areas through that construction and so they're going to have to rebuild part of that road and so that's the next step is to rebuild that part of that uh, that road to make it stronger so it will support the weight of vehicles again and all those kinds of things and so that will happen next week that they'll rebuild that and then hopefully then couple, two weeks from now, then they'll start going through and, and finish the paving job and get that road put back together. And so this is one of those projects that has been a problem or an area that has been a problem for many, many years. And uh, with a little luck, we'll have that thing wrapped up and that road will be in much better shape. And then when we have a rain event, that that will drain properly and we will not have to worry about people trying to drive through it uh, it wasn't the last rain event but the one maybe the one before uh, we actually had somebody who tried to cr- try to use the underpass while it was full of water and of course didn't make it and had to have their car towed out of it 
Um, and so we're hopeful that we will be able to fix this once and for all and have it done. Yeah. And as they say, uh, turn around, don't drown. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> yes. No. Yeah. I wish they, w- yeah. uh, they would have done that then, mm-hmm. but hopefully now we'll have a, we have a much better solution and it will drain properly and uh, it'll be something that we'll be able to use for many years without having to worry about it. Indeed. And then uh, something to uh, come up uh, on the radar, uh, the ever popular uh, large trash collection coming up next month. That's right. And so certainly a big event in the city of Batesville <laughs> is, is making sure everybody knows about large trash pickup. And so August 6th. And so this is a, a, an event that uh, happens uh, four times a year. Every quarter we have one of these days. And so what I encourage people to do is to go to the web, go to our city website and, and we have a tab for trash collection. And on that page, then there will be a section de- devoted strictly to large trash pickup. And it will, it goes through and says uh, what they will pick up and what they won't pick up. And so that gets to be kind of an important thing for people to know. And, and certainly the one that seems to cause people the most issue is if you're setting out furniture, if you're setting out mattresses, make sure you wrap them in plastic because that's one one of the requirements that they they have is that you wrap all those things in plastic so they can dispose of them properly. All right. And, uh, well, Batesville Mayor Mike Bass, as always, we appreciate your time uh, this morning and uh, uh, continued success to you and everybody over the, over the Memorial Building and uh, look forward to talking to you again at this time next month, if not sooner. Well, fantastic. Well, thank you. I do appreciate having this opportunity. I think Monday night we had exactly zero people in attendance who were not city employees or directly associated with the city. Um, And so this is an opportunity for me to share what's going on so people can know what's happening. So you have a comfort level that we're getting things done and taking care of for this, for the folks of Batesville. And so thank you for giving me this opportunity.